0: Productions. Algar, Algar. Algar. Productions. Algar
1: Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham.
0: <music> Episode two fifty six, covering resolutions and basics, part one, with
1: Gav Brown. Friends, our friend Gav is here with us. Gav. It's it feels like it's been a really long time, but you've been here like once a season as as normal, right? Yeah, I've never left. I,
2: yeah, I was th- I was thinking about this. You have you've been on for Voyager before, right? Yes, many times.
1: No, just Presumably the two times because we're at the end of season two now. Yeah, once. So, yes, yeah, oh, so once. It's just season one was very short, and this season's very long, and we're at the end of it, so. I guess that's it. it. It feels like it's been a long time. Is all yeah.
0: I can't remember what you, it Dad. was. What's that? I can't remember what I was. I was on for.
1: No,
2: but you were here. Yeah, it was I
0: was here. Very memorable. I was in the cupboard, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm. It's been a while.
1: A L- little bit. <laughs> but uh, oh wait, but we did the the crossover
0: like a month ago, so it hasn't been that long.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah, but that was that was a different show.
1: Oh uh, well. Oh, I know it wasn't. It, was it was technically
0: did. a different. <laughs> Oh, there are so many things.
2: I'll yeah. tell you this: I kind of want to watch Avengers again now.
0: Well, yeah, don't you? that would be better than this.
1: Yeah, I actually liked one of these episodes a good deal, and the other one I was fairly indifferent to. Mm.
0: Like I didn't hate either of these. One was or uh, half was all what right. well, half of one was all right, and the other yeah. half made me angry, and the other one I was yep. indifferent about. Yeah, yeah. The fair. second one was
2: fine. It was just kind of boring, but it wasn't bad. Stuff going for it.
1: I'd honestly, and we'll get to this when we talk about it, but it's kind of, the second one kind of felt like what I expected Voyager to be, which is just kind of samey, mm-hmm. same, samey, same. <laughs> the old samey, same. Yep. Anyway, Gav, uh, the, d- was there any particular reason you chose resolutions or was this just this just luck of the draw?
0: I think I just randomly picked one. Unfortunately, it was mm. this one. A lot of that uh, going on since
2: we got into Voyager.
1: <laughs> well, Gav's seen it, but he's also trying to block the memories now. It's like, what the
2: fuck episode is this?
0: Copious amounts of beer. What's so.
2: Resolutions about Is that the New Year's episode?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, where Cody gets drunk and then decides to be more interesting.
2: Ah, well. And uh, like all Resolutions, fails after two days. <laughs>
1: Well, at least we get to spend those two days with him. Mm-hmm. Ab, why don't you please tell us what happens in resolutions? Okay.
0: Chico. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> if sorry. you say so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that was funny. I do. It was his tone. <laughs> if you, I guess.
0: Whatever. Uh, right. Chakotay, whom I spoke of. Chakotay and Janeway wake from stasis on a planet in a nature reserve on a planet. The Doctor informs them from Voyager that he can't find the cure to that disease they totally have, and they'll have to stay on the planet. Also, don't come anywhere near us. Meanwhile, on the ship, Tubok is in charge, and is told by Janeway not to ask the Vidians for help. Why anyone would go near them is anyone's guess, but everyone on Voyager still whines about missing their captain. Especially Harry! On the planet, Janeway tries to find a cure while Chakotay takes his vacation easy and builds a bathtub. He's possibly expecting telephone sanitizers. Between miles on the ship Everyone still whines Suddenly on the planet a storm appears As Miles isn't around to read A story to it It still (laughs) damages much of the equipment Which Janeway is using to find a cure Chakotay tries not to be smug Before he massages her neck On the ship Tuvok has had enough Of the whining so he puts the crew to death Well kind of He puts the ship in danger And finds a Vidian cowboy They communicate with Dr. Pell, the doctor's former Vidian squeeze, who knows of a cure. Anyone get the impression the Delta Quadrant isn't that big? Unsurprisingly, when Voyager gets to the convoy, they're set upon by three Vidian ships. Pell contacts the doctor discreetly, and she transports the the cure aboard before they walk away. Jamie and Chakotay are brought back to the ship and cured, and they both live awkwardly ever after. Yeah, they do. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, uh, let's not talk about all those times we almost fucked on that planet while we were there for, like, two weeks or whatever. See, also, could, I didn't wear
0: shoes. She could say that to Chikori and uh, Paris now.
1: Yeah. Yep. I mean, so, so far her count is roughly where Riker's... No, I guess Riker had three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because Riker, like, obviously had slept with Troy, and then there was the thing with Roe, and then there was the time he had a uh, Trill and slept with Bever. Mm-hmm. So Janeway's got one more to go before she's in, uh... Yeah. In, uh... But Riker, in Riker, Riker made country.
2: On, ...on Yar before she got killed. That's true.
1: I mean, he may have done. We don't know. It's true, yeah. We, we simply don't know. She was too busy having sex with Data. Yes. Mm. But that was just the one time. Yeah, but it turned out to be a really big deal, I guess. I'm uh, sure. Anyway, why are we talking about Next Gen and not, uh... Well, I just answered the <laughs> question. <laughs> Uh, just a quick tangent, I, because my memory is terrible, uh mm-hmm. got a hold of a copy of our uh, episode guide, our next-gen episode guide that we wrote, and was just thumbing through to make sure the print came out okay, and realized I don't remember any of these episodes, the next-gen episodes, or the jokes we made, and we are hilarious. Yeah, we are. Incidentally, that's available in our store at algar.com. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the topic, I'm just going to say one of the proudest moments of my entire life was going to visit my dad uh going to use the bathroom and finding a copy of our book in the in his little basket of uh next to bath next like to like with the magazines,
1: magazines. that you would yeah. normally keep that's pretty great i
2: looked at him I'm like this is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me
1: that's the closest to my dad is proud of me you're ever going to get pretty much that's pretty great uh huh uh anyway i like, this is the episode i didn't hate uh-huh. actually
2: it uh, was uh, half of it was fine which hash uh, the planet stuff. Yeah, the planet so, stuff.
1: Yeah, you feel the same way, Geoff. Yes, definitely.
2: Every time we cut back to the ship, it's just more of Harry going, but I want to save the captain! And well, going, you cannot save the captain.
0: That's okay. actually, like, my bad thing. Oh, right. please. Uh, and I'll quote from myself from my Voyager review.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> I, I, those those reviews of the entire series are available at?
0: Sickbay cheese. Sickbay cheese at blogspot. Right. Uh, Use Google. (laughs) Uh, And the quote is, I like Star Trek stories that have morals just like this one. The moral is, if you can't get what you want, be a petulant child and piss and whine about it all you can, and it will be yours. Stand up, Harry Kim. It's your finest hour. So that's my quote. But I guess my bad thing is, everyone on the fucking mutinous whining crew, seriously, did they go through Starfleet Academy or just join the ship a week ago? You've got your orders, fucking follow them. Janeway called them a steadfast crew, yet they're behaving exactly like the first officer of Data's in that redemption episode where he captains a ship. Oh, yeah, the racist guy. Except that we're supposed to not like him, but the Voyager crew is supposed to be sympathetic. Then, of course, there's no consequences to disobeying the captain's orders. No one is disciplined, Kim doesn't end up in the brig, and no one dies. It makes you wonder why Tuvok even fucking bothers (laughs)
2: It just, it felt like it was just to kill time, you know, like, well, we can't uh, spend the entire episode on the planet, so, eh, I don't know, let's just have Harry get a bug up his ass about
1: his mom being gone. See, I I agree with you 100%, I I think it is totally unprofessional of these guys and all that, however, Mm. I actually liked it as conflict, I thought it was in character, and I liked Tuvok versus everyone else, and I, I didn't like that he caved. No, I wish we had arrived there some other way. But I, I,
2: don't, I don't like that he caved after getting a lecture from Kess.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that. But I, in general, it just it felt in character for me. I, I'm kind of a sucker for the crew doesn't want to let their captain go. Like mm-hmm. those stories usually work on me. Yeah, I, I feel like everyone was acting the way they would act normally, and I also feel like it was good conflict. I just, I, I was still yelling at them the whole time, like "Stop it! Follow your fucking orders!" Yeah. Oh, so it's I don't
2: military.
0: Yeah, and I don't like how Tuvok was the only one on the entire ship who seemed to yeah, I agree. think that. This should have been, yeah. should have been at least – it should have been half and half kind of thing. Although at I, least more um, sympathetic conflict. I
1: will say Tom Paris uh, sided with him. He didn't agree with him, but he, he was one of the people to say, these are our orders and we have to follow them. Harry, knock it off. Yeah. And I because he's always the one that's the rebel. He's the he's the the unpredictable one. And it was nice that he's like, nope, you know what? This is the chain of command. We're supposed to do what we're told. I like the captain, too. But this is this is how it is.
2: Well, they put him off the ship a couple episodes ago and he realized how sucky
1: it is. Oh, God, (laughs) this Uh, could be my life. Uh, No, I like it here. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) no. Whatever you say. Yes, uh, sir.
2: Captain Jacoté, right away.
1: Duh. Nobody even mentions him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You guys pointed out. I kind of noticed oh, right, it, but you guys yeah. really like shown a light on that when we were watching just now. Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody mentions him, and also there's not a second. In, I mean, nobody becomes second in command.
1: Oh yeah, who's the first officer? Oh. Now?
2: Yeah, I wanted to talk. Th- this part of my bad thing. Okay. Um, like we cut about two like voyagers left. Uh, left them on the planet for like two weeks or something. Um. Yeah, they're gone for a while, and we cut back to we we cut back, and Tuvok is still sitting in the third chair in on the bridge, and he hasn't switched over to a red uniform or anything. Like,
1: I don't. Okay, first of all, I don't understand how that works. Like, you're right; he should have done that. Like, but but they also printed up their own special uh, combat or uh, rank badges for the Maquis. Like, uniform stuff clearly works differently on this ship.
2: Yeah, like I don't. Here's the thing, you know. Here's my real point. Honestly, is if your big thing is we have to leave the captain and the commander behind, mm-hmm. you get that you get that command chair filled, and you get a fucking red uniform on, so it looks like you're in command.
1: He did you know? move up from his station in the back, but he yeah, moved he up from his station in, his... in the
2: back. But he's in the what, what I refer to as the Troy seat, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you get the captain seat, the first officer chair, and
0: miscellaneous.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like.
0: Yeah, so he's still kind of leaving a vacuum there.
2: It's like right. dude, you you need to you can't just fly around with these empty chairs when people are mourning the lot like losing the captain. Like, you're right. It's just it, it's just a constant reminder that oh, the captain's not here. We should probably go get her.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree with all that, but on the other hand, I do like the conflict. Like it's it's similar to Spock stories, we got but different enough that it didn't feel like the same exact thing mm-hmm. with the emotional humans wanting to go do something and the Vulcan having to be the one to say no, we yeah. have to move forward. Also, it adds a nice spin because that's his best friend he's left behind. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's upset about it, but he's yeah. got to move forward. And so I like the I like the conflict there. I just I don't like that Harry's the one leading the charge. Nope. And I don't like that everyone, as Gav said, gets behind him. Yep. But again, it felt sort of in character for a lot of these people. And I will say that thing you and Amanda talked about a couple weeks ago, Matt, about uh, the Maquis and Starfleet. Always sort of be whenever anything is split, it's always half and half. That wasn't here at all. It was no, the Maquis like guys that were totally actually. behind. Yeah,
2: that was really close to being my good thing for this episode. Is that we didn't just the Maquis want to go back to get Chakotay?
0: Right. Though to be fair. Harry does go up to Bellana and say, What do the Maquis think of this? Yeah. Never mind They're the fact she's worked her way up. Yeah. Never mind the fact she's worked her way up to be a Starfleet engineer. You know, she's always going to be Maquis to him, isn't she? Yeah.
1: Yep. Basically. I mean, in fairness, she does call him Starfleet mm-hmm. as a constant <laughs> reminder that she's not. Yep. But no, you're, you, you make a good point. She's done very well for herself, and he still just sees her as a Maquis. Yep.
2: Uh, I, nice I was, one, Harry.
1: <laughs> Harold. Harold. I will say, Gav. I, I you've you've been on our show many many times now. I don't think I've ever seen quite a com- such a comprehensive bad thing. You were really upset about
0: this, weren't you? Oh, I wrote a whole rant about this one. That's I was the thing, shouting like, at the TV and everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Usually, you kind of have talking points, but here you have a whole paragraph that you needed to get out because you're just so upset about <laughs> this.
2: In the history of this show, I've never seen yelling points before. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Fucking Voyager. <laughs> uh
1: well since we've since you guys have done your bad things, I might as well do mine. Yes please. Uh, so okay. We get this whole thing of them on the planet and then like they've got a whole camp set up. They they know they're staying. It's not an emergency thing. It's a it's a well thought out like they have a homestead, they have all these science supplies, like they they're really there for the long haul. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like a colony kit or something. Which I like. I think it's neat that they have like a setup for like a, a you know, a, a house and, you know, all the stuff you need to live on a planet, like a, a replicator and all this stuff. But when they leave, it's pretty clear to me that they just leave the stuff there. Mm-hmm. They they beam up and, and Matt even, like, because Gav said, well, it's a little ambiguous, maybe not. But, but then Matt pointed out, no, she actually says to her monkey friend, <laughs> enjoy the house. So they're yep. clearly leaving it there.
2: Oh, yeah, there's a what? monkey. <laughs> Yeah, I look was, behind you, yeah. Chakotay, a three-headed monkey.
1: <laughs> That's the second or third biggest monkey head I've ever seen. <laughs> but it's... Um, Can't wait to eat that monkey. <laughs> I mean, the replicators got to stop working at some point, right? And then, then <laughs> oh, what are they going to do? Exactly. The secret of monkey planet. <laughs> but they, like... So many Star Trek episodes have been, well, I, at least two or three I can think of, ha- have been built around leaving stuff behind on a planet. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that. There's very clearly established Starfleet rule. Do not leave your advanced technology behind. That's bad.
2: Yeah, come on, guys. Look at that Smokey the Bear sign. <laughs> Take only pictures. Leave only footprints.
1: Right. And the one set of footprints is where the bear was
2: carrying <laughs> you. <laughs> also, do not burn down this sign.
1: <laughs> well, now I just want to do that. <laughs>
2: you can't tell me what to do, you dead bear. <laughs>
0: Why is it dead?
2: <laughs> well, it's the 24th century. I assume that bear is long dead. I don't know no, how long no, no, bears no.
0: live.
1: But Smokey the Bear is like uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts. It's like a legacy thing. Oh,
2: so like every right. time, like there's always a bear taking up the mantle?
1: Uh, taking up the flat hat <clears throat> of Smokey. Do you have Smokey the Bear in, in the UK, uh, I'm aware of him through The, the Simpsons. Ah, very well. Like everything, He's a American. bear who tells you not to light things on fire. Right. You said you, referring to me.
0: Yes, that. Dancers, <laughs> I assume Smokey the Bear was 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 in fact the traveler in the future.
1: Uh, no, Hence why he still goat.
0: has hooves. No, that doesn't work. Yeah,
1: bears don't have hooves. I mean, maybe they, they do, do in the UK. There's a lot of the, I don't know about where you live, Gavin.
0: Do they, they they all bears hooves.
2: in the UK? Uh, they must.
0: Well, in zoos.
1: I mean, they have uh, big, hairy men, but that's... that's. A- <laughs> but I mean, like,
2: those bears, those are imported bears, right? Like...
1: <laughs> imported bears. Yeah, I don't think we have bears.
2: You got them sent over from the mainland, right? Like...
1: The well, there definitely were bears, like, R- Romans knew about bears, so I assume... Yeah, but that would be bears in Europe,
0: wouldn't it?
2: Right, yeah, but, I thought, I'm, I, but
1: they might have brought some over, is what I'm saying. Like, you had Romans there.
2: I thought St. Patrick bu- drove all the bears out.
1: Of Ireland, not you know, the rest of the UK.
2: Oh wait, did he drive the snakes in, and the snakes ate the bears?
1: <laughs> no, no. Knife goes in, guts come
0: out.
2: Oh, that's right.
0: He must have invented the oh. car then. Anyway, yeah, right. he's driving things everywhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a bear road trip.
1: I do. Uh, speaking of uh, the Irish brown bear, doing... used to
0: be around, but then uh, it's extinct now in in the UK. Oh, nice job! Because you ate them all. <laughs> yes, along with the monkeys.
1: It's like the giant turtle. It's, uh, or giant tortoise. It was yep. too delicious to live. <laughs> These
2: bears are too delicious.
1: <laughs> yep. Still my favorite QI story about the, uh, they went to uh, Galapagos Islands or something like that. It was Darwin and his guys. And they brought back this rare species of giant tortoise and they ate it. And every time they went back and got them, they ate them because they were so delicious and now Man. they're extinct. Plus,
0: they're in a plate or, or a wok, I think they said. on. The they're treatment. in a bowl,
1: yeah, yeah. You just turn it upside down and cook it, and it's got its own container and everything. Yep. Yeah.
0: Anyway. <laughs> oh, right,
2: Voyager.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of, uh, I, I found a good segue out, and we just kept mo- moving there. But speaking of yeah. Irishmen and their uh, ridiculous uh, mythology stuff, I, I like your uh, O'Brien reference, by the way. <laughs> it was a good callback.
0: You've got to mention Deep Space like... Nine when you can't.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, uh, I I forgot I, he told the cloud a story. Yep,
0: <laughs> to, to
1: make it
2: go away. That's canonical, though he did.
1: That is definitely true.
2: You can watch that episode. I think it was called Storyteller.
0: It was. That, that feels
1: that cloud it was an, storyteller. It was an early uh, Miles and Julian episode when they didn't like each other yet.
0: Yep. Um, it was on the same video, I think, as if wishes were horses. Oh, no, don't watch yeah. that one,
1: God! That must have been a great week for us. <laughs> The, uh, I, I didn't like that the storm they had so so they're on the planet for a while and they got all their stuff that they're set up with and the then a storm comes and wrecks most of it and she's got to yep. be like well I guess we live here now and um, <laughs> I, I, and the storm is like a plasma storm yeah really, can you just can't be like, just have a hurricane yeah you got it's got to be a plasma space storm like
2: Chicote they rocked me like a hurricane
1: <laughs> <laughs> here I am <laughs> Why did we build our uh, trailer in Tornado Alley? <laughs> uh, let's do some
2: good Who things. Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who thought this was a I, good thing? Oh, look, look at that,
0: huh? I yeah. should have known that no. monkey was bad mojo. prey from mojo. Bad mojo <laughs> Jojo. <laughs> Gav, what was your good thing in this episode? Uh, oh, did I? Yes, I'm sure I did. I, I love Chakotay in this. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pause. You what me just said again? Pause for incredulity. He was actually human. He even had a sense of humor, though his propensity for storytelling, I did see, remained.
2: But, oh, oh I right. love this is, that. This is, I would say, one of the better Chakotay episodes. I, I would say by that. far
0: it was the best Chakotay episode it, so far.
2: He has, like, actual things to say. Yeah. W- real chemistry with Janeway yeah. they
1: played on his man of the land thing without it being too horribly racist it was mm-hmm. just like no I'm the guy who prefers the outdoors and you're the one who doesn't and it yep. was ni- that was actually my good thing was the conflict between the two of them it was like look we gotta stay here we'll just live it'll be fine just relax stop trying to find a cure and just settle in and she's like no science problem solving and it, it's nice because it was like it's sort of a miniature version of getting out of the delta Quadrant, where she's like mm. I am not giving up we are gonna find a way yeah and that's her. That is so her. And it was a really good use of established personalities, like, clashing.
2: Well, it's very him, too. Just, like, yeah. fuck, I get to camp forever? That's my favorite thing.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, it was a good use of established stuff, but putting them just together and seeing what happened. And I I like
2: mm-hmm. that. Look, I've been making new things. I, that was really cute,
1: I thought. Like, I genuinely found that endearing. Mm. That she was talking about, uh, yeah, we brought all these, you know very, like, clean, sterile, like, Starfleet things. But what I really want is a bath. And then he makes her a bath. It's very
0: sweet. And then
2: he makes her a surfboard. Yeah.
1: He makes her a a headboard and she doesn't get the hint. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got to start massaging her and such. (laughs) If
2: everybody had a headboard.
1: And
0: then he makes handcuffs.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Wait, why does the headboard have like little uh, metal hooks? Well, I'll show you. <laughs> that's the that's the headboard of my people. I'm glad uh, you said people use... there.
2: <laughs> let me let me tell you the story of uh Coyote and the headboard
1: and the bear he chained to it so he could have sex with her. Now, do you think in in Star <laughs> Trek times they don't use like handcuffs for sex anymore? They use force fields and stuff?
2: I'm sure there is I'm like, sure, they I'm fall sure that must do. They do. Like sure that, a whole
1: SM thing using the, you know, the, yeah. the actual technology they use?
2: I'm sure there's also purists who are like, nah, replicator, make me a pair of ha- fuzzy handcuffs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's pure. Yep. Pink fuzzy zebra handcuffs.
2: handcuffs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we just got a glimpse into your uh, headboard there. Oh, what? <laughs> like you've never been to a sex store? No. Really? I, I, I use the internet, Matt. I suppose that's true. The internet, I'm not the internet is my sex store. Yes. It's one giant sex store. Not for kids. <laughs> that would be weird. Your parents put it together. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your parents permission. <laughs> no no, but uh you're 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 definitely right that Chicote's like probably I mean to me the most likable he's been so far, the most relatable he's been so far. Easily. And the the storytelling thing you mentioned is it comes from a great reveal, which it's part of your good thing, so I'll let you tell it, but it's, it's I love it.
0: Uh, oh yeah, it, it, he like he just after they've had their massage and whatever, um, they have a, a little awkward have a, moment. Yeah, yeah, a bit of an awkward moment, and uh, she needs the parameters set down for their relationship. So he says, uh, "Well, I'll tell you a story because that's what they do." Yeah. So he tells tells her a story about um, a warrior and then a woman and how they get together, but it turns out to be all just made up. Because he can't say, yes, I like you.
1: (laughs) Do you like me? Check yes or no. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I love the implication to me is that it's all been made up this whole time. Yep. All this my people stuff has just been bullshit. And like now he just lets his guard down because it doesn't matter anymore.
2: Yeah. No, I love the idea that he's just like, "Uh, yeah, let me tell you the story that uh, relates to this situation. It's like, no, I was just trying to look wise.
1: (laughs) Yep. You've got me. This is I'm not even Indian.
0: <laughs> this isn't even a real nose. No. <laughs>
1: Wait, is he Chakotay, uh <laughs> <Don't> Luxury yacht?
2: <laughs> this is where we turn. We, this is where we find out he's actually
0: just three cats in a uh,
2: Starfleet uniform. Oh.
0: <laughs> no, he's Vincent. Oh, I was going to say he's <laughs> He doesn't have a nose, so he's Skeletor. Oh no, I'm that picturing him too. As
1: Vincent Adultman from uh, Bojack Horseman. <laughs> A.K.A. the greatest television character ever created. Yep. Uh, God, I love that so much. <sighs> um, but yeah, so yeah, my good thing, like I said, sort of compliments Gavs, which is like he specifically called out Chakotay. I call it just the idea of using both of them in their established ways. They were totally both in character and they they really had nice opposing. Like neither of them was necessarily right. Yeah. It's a good conflict between two people with valid viewpoints, just, like, in conflict. I like that.
0: I would have liked it if it was just the other way around, Um, that he didn't like camping and she did, just because you do, yeah, wouldn't expect... That would expect, have been a nice juxtaposition. You wouldn't expect, yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah, because you wouldn't expect it. Right,
1: and we've seen young Chakotay, like, resisting that stuff with his dad, and I guess yeah. the idea is he grew up to like it eventually, but yeah, that would have been interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: And then she could have used her yeah. science to...
1: You know? Yeah, she likes looking at the plants and seeing what the, the climate is like and measuring the humidity and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I do I like – they, they call out a bunch of times how she just does not like being outdoors. and No,
2: it's the best. Just, oh, have you ever gone camping before? Oh, yeah. I hated it. it yeah, my worst. parents
1: used to drag me out to do that from time to time. It was
2: awful. I'm like, fucking A, Janeway. Yes,
1: I agree with her. Yeah. Stick it I to camping. camping. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: worst thing.
1: So we're all in agreement that the outdoors is just the worst. Yes. Let's oh. okay.
0: concreted over.
1: Yeah. Yep. Put up a Absolutely. parking lot.
0: <laughs> well, they paved paradise. Yes. <laughs> it's a veritable Eden. We seem to be doing a lot of uh, song lyrics this week. i
1: well, oh, kind okay. of okay with that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing?
2: Um, Good question. Oh, I like uh, the return of Claire. Uh, <laughs> her name's not very, Claire, Matt. Very welcome to see Claire again, even if her head does look like a cabbage now.
1: And her name's not Claire.
2: It's a nice. Uh, it's a. It's a really good callback. There's a couple of those actually this week. Uh, in yeah. the next episode too. Just you know, <laughs> the them thinking. Oh, we're gonna have the the, the Vidians, the, the yeah. Vidians, uh, and we need a uh, we need someone friendly in there. Oh, we have one of those. Let's see yeah. if that. Uh, let's get that uh, woman back.
1: No, that was great, and I also like like Tuvok the whole time. Is like they're gonna they're gonna attack us. They're gonna attack us, and then they attack them. Mm-hmm. And even even she is surprised. Like, oh God, I'm sorry, I didn't mean this. Yeah, we well, really who,
2: just wanted to give you the cure.
1: Yeah, who and Tuvok's like who saw this coming? This guy <laughs> who's sorry. got pointed ears and saw this coming, and he points to himself with his ears. This Yep, g- <laughs> this guy.
2: I also like her. she calls uh, the doctor up in his... a. Uh, in uh, in sickbay, just like hello, Schmulus. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's adorable.
1: It was, although, yeah, you you with her cabbage head, like just
2: she yeah. really looks like a ca- she <laughs> really <laughs> looks like she has a cabbage for a head.
1: Well, is so she ca- she wasn't using it to get sympathy, so no. Yeah. Well,
0: the kind of person when you're talking to them, you just can't help thinking about cabbage, and then you worry you're going to say cabbage. Don't say cabbage.
2: Don't mention the war. <laughs> I said it once, but I think I got away with it.
0: <laughs> I said cauliflower once, but I think I got away with it.
1: <laughs> uh, it's a different thing.
0: Uh, So I guess we should talk about
1: did they fuck or didn't they? That's probably a thing mm. people are going to say, why didn't you talk about this? I like that they left it ambiguous, honestly. Yeah, me too.
0: I don't Maybe. think they did.
1: I, I choose to think that they didn't. But yeah, I I acknowledge that the writers left it vague on purpose, and I respect that. But
2: I have ne I have never been a fan of the Chicote Janeway hooking up thing. Just never. Apparently, um, tons of people are though.
1: Yeah, like it says I mean, in Memory Alpha that they w- this was a nod to the people, like the tons and tons of fans who really wanted this to happen. Wow, I no, was I, not aware I mean, of
2: that. Look, we've been watching this all the way through so far, and like th- they very rarely if ever bring that that kind of thing up.
1: They hardly have any scenes together and when they do there's sometimes a bit of chemistry but I wouldn't call it romantic tension or anything.
2: Yeah, the last time I can think of is like super early in the series when they're both sort of in sick bay looking at, I think it was right after Bellana became uh chief engineer and they're both like look they're both in there looking very proud. It's like a real a bit of a parental vibe. thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's that but there was the one with the the babies where they had that whole thread through that episode about should the crew be having babies, and should they be fraternizing, and mm. there was definitely a bit of a flirty vibe there, but that's the only thing I can remember.
2: Yeah, no, the most I can get is that is kind of into her. Actually, that would explain a lot, like, how he
1: <laughs> Why he caved to her so quickly and Like, instantly yeah.
2: in the first episode, Yeah, and Janeway's still hoping to get back to see her, uh, what's his face? Uh, her dog, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mark, her dog. Yeah, Mark the dog.
1: Yep. No, I like I like to think that when he was at Starfleet Academy or whatever, like maybe he met her but she doesn't remember. Yep. And then like l- years later he's in the Maquis. Who'd they send after me? Oh god, her. I had a crush on her in school for years. And oh, she doesn't even know my god. name. Oh
2: god. <laughs> this is gonna be so embarrassing for me, <laughs> Moya. I only yes. have one name. Oh
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's Chuck. Yeah. I do who'll be speaking to person. What's that, Gav? I do hope he speaks in the third person. Oh, of yep. course. That's, that's how people
1: do it. Oh, basically. Chakotay
2: doesn't need this. But no,
1: there, there's, there's... Chakotay the... likes his
2: chicken spicy.
1: <laughs> there's the scene where he gives her a, a shoulder rub, and then, as Gav said, she's like, whoa, okay, we need to set some ground rules here. And he's like, what? Why? No, what? what? <laughs> Here's a bullshit story about my people or whatever. huh but then um
2: you just want to have sex and they don't you
1: yeah yeah but then eventually after the storm and everything he's like okay so look are we gonna do this or not and she's i don't know maybe and Mm -hmm. then they hold hands and that's all we get and i i thought that was exactly like i was really gonna be annoyed if they just straight up said that they did it i like that it's if you want it that's fine if you don't that's also fine but you know yep i like i just i like leaving it vague uh, but yeah, I can even see going through my notes here. I have a big, like, all caps. No, 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 don't give her a sexy back rub. No, no, no. <sighs> you were doing so well. Uh, oh, there's a, there's a point when, um, they're doing the, the, the risky, like, uh, what's her name? Now I can only call her Claire Pell. Claire, <laughs> Clara Peller, the, the, where's the beef lady. Uh. <laughs> He's uh, the doctors worked out a plan with her where they let down the shields for like a second and she beams the thing over and they put the shields back up and um, Picardo gets to say raise shields. And I just I feel like he must have really been so happy. Like I get to give a real order and not just a bunch of medical techno babble, Yay. <laughs> uh, now I'm the boss. <laughs> raise it's, it's one of those things. It's like yeah. I imagine everyone on Star Trek wants to say fire phasers once. Yeah. You know, it's it, you probably felt cool.
0: But like a cool guy. I'm a cool guy.
1: Uh, anyway, that's all I got. What about you guys?
0: Uh, I've got the whole everything. Kez tells a story to Tuvok to convince him to go back for Janeway. Oh,
1: that's what wins him
0: over, yeah. And it's a story about losing her father and then getting over it because she meets the Voyager crew. And all I could think was, so your story's about losing someone but then getting over it? Right. Yeah. Moving
1: on. Life moves on and you'll find other people. <laughs> that's yeah. That's
0: not going to convince me. Nope. Uh, then there's the whole thing about the crew picking on Tuvok because he doesn't have emotions. Uh, well, I mean, that's the old Spock thing over it. Yeah, again, but I'm really. Yeah, really yeah but surely, surely they should be over it by now. Well, I feel like they were yeah. over it with The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, but now there seem to be mm-hmm. back to it.
2: It's just I don't like, know. They that- all pick on
1: Tuvok. I don't know, we didn't have any main Vulcan characters in those shows, so it didn't come up a lot. Like, mm. I, I'm thinking of the DS9 baseball episode where, where Cisco was pretty irritated by
0: that. Well, that annoyed right. me as well. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but then anything else? it did feature baseball. Oh,
2: um, There's a point right at the end of the episode where you see Uh, Chakotay is planning to build a boat mm-hmm. to go explore uh, the planet. That planets. suits me. And I'm just thinking, man, I wish Chicote was played by Nick Offerman. Wow. Yeah, right? me too. What no, right, wouldn't that be amazing?
0: I just yeah. wish that in general. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, but- I think it's partly because they're clearly living in a park, but I had a real park and rec- Parks and Rec. Uh, I was thinking about Parks and Rec a lot during this episode. <laughs> yeah, but I could see that. I wish Nick Offerman was in this show. I wish he was Chicote.
1: Well, it's kind of like last week when we when we thought that Neelix should just be replaced by Tuvix. Yep. Now I want to replace Chuck with uh, with not Nick Offerman, not Ron Swanson, right? No,
2: I the the Nick Offerman who's almost Ron Swanson, but is still just like a regular person.
1: Right. Well, the the initial pitch for for Ron Swanson was all the libertarian stuff, not all the outdoor stuff. Like uh, he br- he brought that to the character yeah. himself. So, just that part of it,
0: then. Yeah, I got you. Speaking of two picks, yes. Not that I'm going back to last week, but it would have been better if it had been taken over, over several episodes.
1: Well, yeah, then we get him more and mm. less Neelix.
0: Well, yeah, yeah and great. then it would be more of a wrench whenever it happened that he was That's a good point. split, split mm-hmm. apart.
1: Although I will say, we, we talked about it here and we'll talk about it in the next episode, there is some pretty decent serialization happening on the show that I did not think they did at all.
2: Yeah, no, meaning I
1: thought they did the next gen thing where they just forgot everything week to week, and there's a lot of callbacks, and it doesn't always work, but sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're right. Stuff like that would play out better over, you know, several episodes, but it, it's still, there's still some, like, like, uh, Pal coming back in this episode. It was nice. Like, oh, yeah, we remember that. It just oh, happened. Oh, yeah, Claire. <laughs> you do have a sympathetic Vidian. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Good job. All right, Gav, you got High a five. quote for us?
0: Uh, I do it's what Tuvok says To Harry at one point And it made me smile
1: Benson, you are relieved of duty Leave the bridge at once or I will have you put in the brig Did you just uh, say it along with him Like <laughs> sing along like yes Exactly that
0: <laughs> And then yeah It didn't go far enough but you know Yeah it didn't go too far enough
1: Alright Pressing forward now Matt Basics part one Tell us about basics part one
2: it's the Battle of the Dueling Plotlines as Tuvok visits former murderer and current plant enthusiast Suter in his quarters while Chuck receives a message from his baby mama, Seska. It seems like her Kazon bow has gotten all pissy now that Seska's baby has been born and is very clearly not Kazon. Personally, I don't see the problem. Maybe now he won't grow up to drive a Kazon fanboat through a woolly swamp or <laughs> he blast away on the electric fiddle. Have I mentioned I hate the Kazon? I hate the Kazon. After much soul-searching and some rape talk with his dad's force ghost, Chuck <laughs> decides he just wants his kids back and takes the ship out on a dangerous adventure. They pick up an, an injured Kazon along the way, which has never worked out badly for them before, and he tells them that Seska is now dead. Despite plans to fool the idiot Kazon with fake ships and pros- possibly bring some Talaxian backup, the Kazon give Voyager a pretty severe beating. Paris flees in a shuttle crap craft ostensibly to fetch reinforcements but mostly to steal his gross bar and get out of town he is murdered by Kazons. <sighs> he is hopefully murdered by Kazons. <laughs> meanwhile the injured Kazon rips off his own toenail i throw up he pulls a needle out of his toe i throw up again and then he injects himself with something and i throw up a third time congratulations basics part one that's the vomit hat trick then the ca- injection causes the Kazon to freak out possibly turn into the hulk and then explode Maybe? I don't know. Meanwhile, the Kazon leader, who I keep forgetting the name of, his very alive girlfriend, Seska, and Chuck Jr. arrive on the ship, capturing it and abandoning the crew on a deserted planet. Deserted except for the cave people and some dinosaurs. Oh, come on. We're ending now? We just got to dinosaurs. God damn it.
1: Didn't Vomit Hat Trick play uh, Vash? Uh, I believe so, yes. That was no, wait, Vomit that was, Hat Trick. That was Jennifer Hat Trick, sorry.
2: No, no, Vomit Hat Trick, you're right.
1: Oh, very well. Also, is that where you vomit into a hat, any hat?
2: Yes, and it's a trick.
1: Oh, very well. It's an illusion,
2: Matt. <laughs> you vomit into a hat and you really upset the
1: rabbit that was living Yeah, it. that's terrible. Ugh. It yeah, wasn't I,
2: until you made the drowning and vomit rabbit noise.
1: Yeah, it, it was a pretty good noise, huh?
2: Yeah, no, I'm it was a regular depressed. Michael
1: Winslow. <laughs> When it comes to vomit
2: rodents, yes.
1: Yes. I don't think rabbits are rodents, Matt.
2: No, yeah, they are. I don't think that they are. I think they might be.
1: Well, it doesn't matter.
2: No, it does. Right into the show <laughs> it tell us whether or not rabbits are oh, rodents. Oh,
1: God, please don't do that. Anything, and also uh, don't uh, anything smaller than a person
0: is a rodent. Oh, yeah, there that's you go. I've just decided. coming
1: up, so. Incidentally, rodentia does not include rabbits. Rabbits differ from rodents in having an extra pair of incisors and other skeletal features.
2: Mm. So anyway, write in and tell us that rabbits are rodents.
1: Shrews, moles, and hedgehogs are also not rodents. They are classified in the Insectivoria.
2: Also, phage is not a word. Yeah,
1: (laughs) definitely not a word. Please write in and tell us, you know. How not a word it is. Right. Uh, Gav, do you have a good thing? I
0: don't see one here,
1: but I bet you could think of
0: one. Uh Uh, I think it's linked to much good thing. Okay. Uh, that I, I, was, I was just going to say, if, this epi- if the episode was the end of Voyager, it would be great, you know, with them all about the be planet. Incredible. Oh, yeah. I would love that.
1: Or I, I, I was reading Memory Alpha. Apparently, they wanted to do sort of a, like in DS9, where they didn't get the station back for a while. They actually wanted to leave them stranded for a little while. Oh, cool. Before <laughs> they got the ship back. And spoilers for part two. I haven't seen it, but I assume they get the ship back in <laughs> 47 minutes because, yeah. you know. That's how the show works.
2: Yeah. No, we were talking about this. You can kind of already see... um, Oh, they've definitely planted seeds, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, between Souter being loose on the ship and, you know, being a, a murderer. Yep. And the doctor disengaging himself and saying, turn me back on in an hour. And Paris clearly not being dead, despite Matt's best wishes. Aww. Although he's calling, he's going for the cavalry, which is Talaxians, So a whole <laughs> full of Neelix is going to come rescue them. Really? Oh no, Voyager. We're here to save you with some hair food.
2: It'd be great if... <laughs> fire the- all, fire hair guns on my mark.
1: Guys, what if, what if Neelix is the most useful, ca- like uh, Talaxian? What if they're oh. all like, like he's the the king of them and they're all terrible? Oh God. I mean, it could be the other way around. But what if it's not? It's not. <laughs> He's the best they can offer.
2: Hey, Once again, I meant, I forget what other alien race... I think it was the Gorn, where I said I wanted their ships to all just look like big Gorn heads. Oh, um, yeah. I want the Talaxian fleet to all just be big Talaxian heads flying through space.
1: Yeah.
0: They're just like a troll doll. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yes! Just so that and if they... one blows up, it would be like, Oh no, my head!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume the phasers come out of the already extended tongue. Yep. wow,
2: ah. ah.
1: Right. Matt, what was your good thing?
2: Um, I love the ending of this episode. I like, uh, we leave, like, we leave the season with the crew abandoned on this show, or on this weird planet. There's cavemen and dinosaurs. <clears throat> the doctor's, like, still on the ship with the Kazan in charge. Um... That being said, I was really mad that the Kazon stole the fucking ship for some reason. That's the like thing. I, think, I took that
1: really personally. <laughs> Thinking back, well, that means you're more invested in this show than you realized. I guess so. If it bugs you that someone stole Voyager, that means you have an emotional investment in Voyager. <laughs>
2: I'm like, "You fuckers, how the fuck did you steal Voyager?" Well, that, uh, yeah, I you know,
0: thought and they're completely
1: rubbish. Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. Is thinking back. Okay, Kirk's ship, admittedly, the ship with a skeleton crew of like six guys, Mm. got taken over by Klingons. Yep. And uh, Picard's ship got taken over at least once. Well, Uh, in 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 Rascals, it got taken over by fucking three Ferengi and an old bird of prey. But (laughs) we 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 need not speak of that. I
2: totally thought you were going to say three Ferengi and an old bird.
1: (laughs) Yes, an old bird. (laughs) It, it it escaped Cardassia just narrowly and and wasn't squozed to be made into uh, Ganar. And now he works with these Ferengi.
2: Oh my god!
1: No the 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 thing I always used to say was you know three Ferengi and a dog and I had no, to stop three, and think. Three, Wait no a three bird Ferengi of course and an old bird. No, but I mean the the Enterprise was taken over by. Decent adversaries. Also that. But uh-huh. this is like, oh, come on. And and uh, DS9 was taken over by the combined efforts of Cardassia and the Dominion. Yep. But uh, Kate's ship just... Uh,
0: by the combined Kazon. efforts of one Cardassian and yep. uh, the Oompa Loompa.
1: What yep. One Kazon who, let's be clear, they don't want to listen to because she's a woman. Yep. So she might get a few orders through, but most of them just fall on deaf ears. It's mostly them.
2: Mm-hmm. Fuck it. ugh! Just coming in with their like
0: sawed-off shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> you really just? You, you, I'm surprised on man. I'm surprised they didn't go and live on the trailer in the last episode.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> now they still really... haven't mastered that technology
2: yet. <laughs> they find the abandoned uh, the, the abandoned trailer. Just wow! This technology is amazing.
1: We need to we need to figure out how to make these.
2: <laughs> yeah We'll send our
1: trailers through space. (laughs) That's what their fleet needs to look like. (coughs) A trailer park
0: just flying through space.
1: Oh, God.
0: I like this reality TV that it speaks of.
1: (laughs) Hey, Ma!
2: (laughs) Get off the dang saucer section!
1: No, it is. It, it does suck that they took... I mean, I, I, I follow how it happened, and it's not completely unrealistic, but it's still... Uh, the Kazon...
0: I, I don't know, but the Kazon just seemed to be rubbish. It just seems to me they that are. they weren't trying to b- destroy the ships. You know, the Voyager, it was just sort of doing whatever it could to get to, to Kote's baby. Why didn't they, without killing anything? Yeah. Why didn't they just blow everything up? Well, they want the ship because they, they, you know, they've made it clear over and over again. Tell me, why didn't Voyager blow all the Kazon up? Yeah, that I don't know.
2: Yeah. And I also... The Kazon trailer ships are very big. Um, There's a shot of uh, Voyager flying past one and it's fucking huge.
1: Yeah, that might be the only thing is like they're out... They're not really outgunned, but they're just... The ships are bigger. Like, if it was Starfleet versus those guys, it wouldn't be a chance, but one, you know... One yeah. small Starfleet ship is not enough.
2: You gotta fucking shoot a photon torpedo up their tailpipe.
1: Right. Like in uh, Star Trek Six. Yeah. Exactly. I um, think the K's aren't so fucking much. I know. <laughs> I know, honey. I know. It won't... Gav, can you confirm, will they be with us for much longer?
0: I think the next one is the last one. Ooh. Oh, thank God. Excellent. It has been many years since I've seen
1: I understood, but they, they do not stick with Voyager for the entire series, though. And no, that God, is, no. That is true, yeah. right?
0: Well, let's okay. put it this way. The Borg come, the, uh, not next season, but the year the season afterwards. Right. Or, in fact, the end of next season.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's it's the season three cliffhanger, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. so
1: so we got that to look forward to. And the thing is, so far, we don't hate the Borg. Eventually, we know this show's going to kind of run them into the ground. But for now, we're, we're still pretty okay with them, I think. So. Yep. It'll be cool for a bit.
2: No, it's actually, it's been a long time since we've seen, we haven't seen Borg since First Contact. Yeah, because
1: chronologically, yeah, you're right. I mean, in, in, if you were watching Star Trek as it came out, First Contact would have been around now. Yeah. Or some, sometime around now. And Next Gen would have only just ended not too long ago. And yeah, so.
2: But it's been years since we have seen any Borg.
1: No, DS9 men like had them in the pilot and that was it. Like,
2: I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I hope Seven of Nine is a good character. We'll see. Yeah. That means we're almost done with Kess now, too. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Anyway, my good thing, uh, oh, yeah. as as I mentioned previously, like, with the continuity stuff, I like Suter. I like that we didn't just end that episode a few weeks ago with locking him in his quarters where he'll never be, like, he'll be no Tribble at all. Like, yep, he, he, we're coming back to him. Yeah, and
2: I, I love that Tuvok has sort of taken it upon himself to be his... Uh...
1: His um, warden, basically. Yeah,
2: basically. And his, his counselor, warden, but also his yeah, his counselor. He's rehabilitating him.
1: Yeah. No, he's it's it's like a project for him. It's like yeah. okay, if this is not the ideal conditions, but this is the best we can do. I'm gonna try to help this guy.
2: Yeah, and I, I also like, like that like Tuvok feels responsible for him because what, what was it? They did like a mind meld or something.
1: Well, they did a mind meld in that episode a few weeks ago, which really calmed him down, and he's like, I I could use more of that. I'm starting to lose it again.
2: Yeah, but the fact that they keep doing that, like, it's an ongoing part of his therapy, I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I like coming back to it. His development seemed like he was a little further along than last time, but he's still got kind of a ways to go, and and... He was actually a little desperate when Janeway came to his quarters and he had an idea to, like, help yep. the hydroponics bay. He's like, come on, I need this. I need that. And he, like, went a little too far with it. And that yeah. was a nice little touch. It was a nice little, like, yeah, he's not just cured. He's still a
0: little weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Although that bit reminded me of uh, Bruce Wayne and, and the, uh, Edward and in uh, Batman Forever.
2: Yeah, I kept expecting him to, like, after Janeway leaves, to go down to the back of his quarters where there's, like, a guy, there's, like, a, a big uh, machine with wearing a Riddler costume that he
1: asks advice.
0: Yeah, and um, Janeway pictures all over the place.
1: <laughs> I have not seen Batman Forever since 1995 or whenever it was, so I'm just going to have to take you guys' word. So, so, you,
2: so you haven't seen
1: it in forever, is what you're saying? I haven't. I haven't seen it in Batman Forever. <laughs> I, that, the only thing I remember that seriously, the only, the two things I remember are, is it Dr. Chase Meridian? Yes, is it name? is. Which is one of the worst names ever. Yes, it
2: is. You know, <laughs> and, the well-known comic character, Chase Meridian.
1: Uh-huh. Because they didn't have 50 years of uh, comic history to draw on for nope. any love interest for, for Bruce Wayne at all. Sure didn't. Uh, <laughs> and I don't care about that, but mm-hmm. just Chase Meridian. Ugh. And, uh. And holy rusted metal. I do remember that.
2: Yep. Don't forget that, that movie also gave us uh, Seal's Kiss from a Rose. I yes. do
1: not know that song. I know references to that song, but I could, if I heard it on the radio, I wouldn't say, oh, that's Kiss from a Rose. I just don't know it.
0: There's also a great bit where Batman flies past in the Batwing past uh, Commissioner Gordon and gives him the thumbs up. Uh-huh. That's Does
1: Commissioner Gordon then like a, a hatch open up in Commissioner Gordon where a little lighter comes out? And, uh...
0: <laughs> if it did, that would be the best thing. Ever. Pe- that yeah. is like, I don't speak that. <laughs> Move ball. <laughs> but but moving that back was... to Souter, who wanted to do, yeah. he wants to do something for the ship. Right. Yes. Uh, and surely, surely you should say, Have you tried not killing people? Mm.
1: <laughs> well, I mean that's that's the first step toward not harming, but maybe maybe then helping. He's know. been
2: not killing for a couple of weeks now.
1: It's really yeah. time to move on. Yeah, maybe back to killing. No, mm, okay. No, how about something else? <laughs>
2: well, then I made you an orchid,
1: Tubas. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more orchids in this series than I ever yeah, expected. Yeah, it's
2: really there to be. the orchid, the orchid Star Trek. If I yeah. had to, if I needed to describe the show in one word, it would be orchids. <laughs> I guess.
1: No, I like that he's apparently really taken to botany because he's got a lot of time on his hands and mm-hmm. he seems very like someone who could really have the patience to do something that requires a lot of meticulous detail. And, like, yeah. Like, I could see that. And well, I mean,
2: he's, he's got literally nothing else to do. D- yeah,
1: exactly. But he's gotten so good at it that he's got an idea that might help help them grow food in the hydroponics bay. And yeah, I just want to do something cool. for the ship. Yeah. And I like. he's like, I know I can't leave my quarters. That's fine. But if I maybe set the stuff up and hand it off to Kess or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe.
0: I know. I know. I can't leave my quarters, but could we call the entire ship my quarters? Would
2: that <laughs> be yes. Okay? Let's. Well, what if we start with the two inches outside of my quarters as still being my quarters and move? And up
1: every day there? that I don't kill someone, you expand it. <laughs> yeah.
0: There should be a sign outside his quarters that says two months. The pseudo has not killed anyone in two months." <laughs> Three hundred
2: and seventy-five th- days since incident. I
1: have not seen part two yet, but I would be willing to wager they're going to have to reset that sign to zero at the end of part two. <laughs> you
2: got some severely murdered K's on next next because, time because
1: because really the only people we know for sure are left on the ship are the Doctor who set his uh, like set the sleep timer on his hologram to come back a little later, yep, and Suter who is a murderer who's still struggling with the impulse not to murder anymore mm. and is is has been freed from his quarters, which they made a real point
0: of showing us.
2: Yep. I do wish so that uh,
0: I do yep. wish when the doctor came, he's like, uh, come set my thing to come back in an hour, and then in an hour, there's just a room full of on, and then the doctor appears.
1: Yeah. Oh, Oops. Should
0: uh, have said an uh, hour and a half.
2: But I'm an illusion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so long, suckers. <laughs> I do like that he's got that though—that uh, computer disengage and reengage in an hour or whatever. Yep. Like that's a that's a nice little thing that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's do some bad things. Uh, Gav, you go
0: first. Uh, well, in chikote's vision quest, <sighs>
1: which is the whole first act, basically. Yeah, Akushimoi.
0: His dad's his dad is saying that you shouldn't sell. Right, basically, he says to um, to Chakotay, "Has your son got?" Two legs, two arms, and a heart. Then you should be celebrating. So, is he saying then that you shouldn't celebrate if your son is disabled? Is that what the Vision Quest is saying? Pretty sure that's what he's saying. As long as he has two arms, two legs, and a heart. Other than that, you should be disappointed. Also, how does Chakotay know his son has two legs?
1: He really has no proof. No, he's he's seen seen him swaddled. Yeah.
2: Plus, I mean, fucking snake tail in there for all
1: he knows. Well, and we don't know. We don't know what Cardassians have. Maybe they have two hearts. Yep. Maybe they don't have a heart. Maybe they have a lung that functions as a heart. Like who Maybe knows? They have a lump yeah. of coal. They probably have a lump of coal. That feels right. Maybe they have
0: that two hearts right. beating in just one mind. <laughs>
1: two minds, but both in pain. Is that? No, you know the quote better than I do. Sure.
2: Too much time on their hands.
1: Back to song lyrics. Uh-huh. Always having a good time this week. Gonna have a good time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. He has a vision quest, and he really does have a proper yep, communing with the spirits. His dad is dead, and he's talking to him.
2: Fucking so just comes out and... Are we basically saying that
1: Chakotay's religion really exists like as a real magic thing?
2: Yeah, I think at the very least we're saying that Chakotay is magic.
1: <laughs> whereas the entire the entirety of DS9 walked a very fine line and did a really good job. Mm -hmm. walking a very fine line of saying this can all be explained with science if you really think about it. Yep. But this one is just, nope, he can talk to the spirits, whatever. Yep. Come on, man, really? Talk to the
2: spirits, turn into a bird.
1: I choose to believe that he's high. (sighs) That's acceptable.
2: I'd be fine with that, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Computer, LSD tablet.
2: I don't know, I've been high and I've never seen my dad.
1: Yeah, but you haven't been high on every kind of drug, have you? That's true. Like, I mean, like, uh, presumably, going with the f- the lazy fact that they just make him do whatever standard Indian thing is probably peyote, because yep. they wouldn't put a minute's thought into it otherwise.
2: Oh, man, I totally want to see him take peyote and he- go onto the holodeck and have it be, uh, oh, God, what was it, Braintree? I don't know. Where uh, Wherever John Lithgow went in the, Paul f- in the Pod F. Tompcast. Oh, God. To go uh, take peyote and go on Vision Quest. Right, right, right. With Mr.
1: Brainwash. <laughs> This is this is a deep callback, man. I don't remember. Yep. Um
2: Mr. Brenwash.
1: My blood is glue. And Gav's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Most of our <laughs> listeners are like, what the fuck are you talking about?
2: Well, it's still on iTunes.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Um <laughs> but I I did not love that. And then and then uh Matt mentioned that uh let's see. oh, it's actually your bad thing. Good.
2: Yeah, it sure is. Like, can we we have a point where um Chakotay's talking about, well, they, she stole my DNA and made a baby, and
1: I feel so violated.
2: Yeah, and uh, his dad's like, well, plenty of our people were raped by white people, and you know, let's maybe let's maybe not, not compare exactly the, the two the of same. those. Th- th- yeah, <sighs> one of them, one of those things is a horrible thing that actually happened, and one of those is a magical sci-fi thing that's impossible.
1: No, I don't know that at this point in our in our technological development, you probably could take someone's DNA and maybe make a
2: baby out of it. I mean, if not, I, we're
1: pretty close. But still, but regardless, it's not the same as rape at all. Like your yeah. your main point absolutely stands.
2: Yeah, let's um, let's not
1: compare those two. How's about let's? In fact, let's just let's just say from here on out, Star Trek, stop using the word rape because every time you do it, it's terrible.
2: Yeah, you no more rape in Star Trek. You guys are bad at it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, look, nobody's good at it, Matt. <laughs> We're going in a really bad direction here. We need to just abandon this. <laughs> but no, it's it's not like Star Trek is has never been mature enough to handle stuff like that anyway. Nope. And with Tasha's rape camps and with Troy being violated in various ways. and Evil it's just,
2: rape, evil rape Kirk.
1: Right. It's and, just never uh, been a great and, uh, thing.
2: Uh, Spock's comment, which is one of the worst things. To, uh, oh yeah, well I track.
1: guess she had it coming, huh?
2: Really? Yeah, yeah, you were really into it, weren't you?
0: Ugh. Well, well, if nothing Might else, well, they're just... better than they were in the '60s. Uh, well, not that they're great, but you yeah,
1: know. better, better. You're right. You're right. Uh, speaking of Yeoman Rand, we will be seeing her again very soon. Oh, yes. Good. I
2: hope she still got her old wicker hair.
1: <laughs> good old wicker hair. <laughs> Isn't that a Waze Kremly movie? I think it was, or a remake, anyway. Yep. Um, my bad hair? thing was, okay, I actually, and I, I said this on the show a few times, I liked Seska as a villain. First of all, they've totally diminished her role as a villain. She's totally, like, the on are real big into their whole sexist, we don't listen to women smack them in the mouth thing. Mm. And that's all we see of her. It's clear she's running things sort of surreptitiously, but we don't, what I like about Seska was her, hands on hips cackling madly like just super villain kind of stuff and the kazon are like her her henchmen yep but we don't get that she's got a baby and she's kind of running things but the Maj thinks he's running things and i like uh, i
2: I do like any scene where she tells him to do something and he's just like he just gets pissed off and points to her and then at, at his crew and just like well you heard her you better go fucking do it i guess well
1: for instance uh Tom Paris escapes in a shuttle, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, we probably killed him." And she's like, "You, sh- you need to go check, and you need to find wreckage, and you need to find a body." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I guess." Uh, to do that.
2: Fine, but you don't get a birthday present this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay, this will be my birthday and my Christmas. But, <laughs> no, I just like I liked her as a as a crazy over the top. I'm I've got your baby Chakotay, <laughs> but yep. they're not doing that anymore. It's it the focus is on the Kazon, and she's just kind of there. Yeah, no. Between she's that has been the most interesting thing about yeah, and they're Kazon. not using her to the full effect. Between that and the fact that. We're still dealing with her. Yep. I'm just like, it needs to be over now. I'm, I'm kind of done with this now. Like, a lot of listeners have written in and say, oh, just wait. There's a whole lot of Seska coming up. And I'm like, but I like Seska. But now I get it. Yep, you guys were, were right. I get it. Yeah. So, Gav, what are your thoughts on the whole
0: Seska arc? Uh, I think she's all right. But, yeah, I could, she does go on. I, I, th- I think she'd be fine if it wasn't for the Kazo mm-hmm. I think the problem really is with the Kazo. See, I like them as,
1: like I say, her henchmen. I like that she's got kind of stupid guys who do what she says because
0: she's smarter than they are. Yeah, but they're never works. They're never really her henchmen. They they, yeah. they have ideas above their station, and there's the whole oh, you're a woman. We should, we won't listen to you, boys." Well,
1: that's the thing. The first, her first appear, her first reveal when when we find out that she's working for them she was kind of in charge and we got that, but then in subsequent appearances, yeah, it's definitely way more the whole sexist thing.
0: Yeah, And also in this episode, she wasn't around that much compared no. to the Kazon. I think it sort of changes a bit in the next one because mm. she'll be around from the start of the episode. Right. Mm. But, Plus, yeah.
1: I thought I had read on Memory Alpha that that baby is not Chicote's, but now apparently it is, or maybe it'll be revealed again that it's not. I, yeah, I don't knows? know.
2: I have no memory from what I know of Voyager, of their be- of to having a baby for the rest yeah, of the Yeah,
1: I'm show. sure he doesn't take it with him. So whatever happens, it's either not his or it dies or it goes away.
0: But oh, yeah, or, regardless. Well, we, well what's, we, what's more likely?
2: Voyager loves dead babies, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. What's more likely, her telling a lie or the truth? Uh,
1: that's fair. Mm-hmm. Although, on the other hand, I mean, you you would remember, Gav, but I don't want to know yet. Uh, it's possible we haven't seen Ensign Wild Wy- Matt? It's
2: a wild man! Yeah, beelah we, beelah haven't
1: beelah. we haven't seen her baby since it was born either, so it's possible there's just a nursery somewhere and we don't see it. That's Although I know there will be some Borg children later that we spend a lot of time with. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, there's lots, I remember there's lots of the children later on.
1: In. Yeah. Yippee. Yippee! I, the, the thing is, we called this out uh, in the Tuvok and Children episode a couple weeks ago. The show's actually done children pretty well so far, but that's true. That that's may change. Uh-huh. I'm prepared to admit that. Um, what else we got? Anything? That's uh, about all my stuff.
2: That's pretty much everything. Let me see. Take a quick look
0: at the old notes here. I feel sorry for Gam. Right, they split up into teams at the end on the planet. I feel sorry for Gamma team because first they're left on the deserted planet. Next, Harry's in charge.
1: <laughs> oh, God. At least. No, no. Here's the, at here's least the in, thing.
0: The, go ahead. I was going to say, at least in the Delta one, Neelich can cook.
1: Ugh. The, the thing is, they divide into teams, and one team has all the great people on it, and the others are just going to die.
2: Team Harry and Team <laughs>
1: Team, yeah. team and Dead. Then, <laughs> then you got Janeway, who's the good leader, Chakotay, who's the good survivalist, and like B'Elanna, who's the good problem solver, all on the same team. Those guys are going to live and everyone else is going to die. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's true. <sighs> Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about, there's a point where they're doing a stupid uh, project-a-holographic version of the ship to trick the Kazon thing, and uh, using the same systems that generate the Doctor, and the Doctor gets projected out into space.
2: That was great. That was great. <laughs> Just, like, man overboard!
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a nice bit of levity, because they were doing the, the it's the season finale, We're really amping up the action-adventure climax stuff, mm-hmm. and it was a nice break from the, you know... From the tension to do
0: something a little funny in the middle of all yep, that,
1: I thought. Doctor falls out of the ship. Yeah, he's just floating in space. Ah. Yeah, it's like they
0: floating. got their defense strategy from watching the end of Blazing Saddles.
1: <clears throat> or watching the animated series, because there was an inflatable Enterprise in that. Yes. Yeah, that
2: apparently, as I recall, like the, the ships just came with one. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> oh, just <gosh>. standard equipment. <laughs> <Yep>. That's brilliant. <laughs> They didn't have replicators at that point, so it must have been part well, of the. You just blew
2: up a balloon that was the same size as the ship. Yeah. Did how did, did they all
1: blow it up, or or was there? Yeah, they're they're down, All the all the ensigns are down. The- yeah, no, just ensign Sad Sack. Oh. Wow,
2: also, I haven't talked about him in a while.
1: Also, there's a. Um, there's a I have a note here, someone referred to being attacked by the Kazon as being pecked to death by ducks. <laughs> Which if if it were my quote to pick, I would have picked that one because that's Yeah, delightful. that was
2: a close one.
1: Yeah. What did you um, end up going with, Matt? I
2: stand by the doctor, uh, very assuredly convincing Balana that this trick will work.
1: We can create three Talaxian ships whenever you want to. In about a minute and a half, Balana, stand by. Perhaps we should try one last systems check.
2: You've already done it twice.
1: I'm new at this, and we've never put such a demand on the hollow generators before. We should have boosted the power input.
0: The defense systems are going to need all the auxiliary power we have, Doctor. We might try a preliminary... Doctor!
1: It'll work. Everything will be fine. I'm not worried. <laughs> Just before he is blasted out into space. Yes. <laughs> Which is delightful. Any any final thoughts? Anything else?
0: Um, nope. No, yeah, I'm good.
1: Uh, well, then now is the time when you plug your other Endeavor, Gav.
0: Okay. Oh, yes. I do a podcast on it. Um, it's on Doctor Who. We review uh, Doctor Who drunkenly, uh, make funny observations about it, I hope. Um, drunkentimetravel.com. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then very soon we'll be on Tom Baker, I believe, the episode after next. Cool.
1: Ah, and then you'll be on Tom Baker for
0: the next 50 years. We will be on Tom Baker for Batman forever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> there used to be a great tower alone
1: on the Matt, I still sea. have to do some plugs. Can you, can you wait till <laughs> the end to do that? Okay. This is the last episode of the season, so next episode is supplemental time. We are trying to do another live stream of that. I don't definitely know it's going to happen, but if it is, check postatomichorror.com. I will provide information there that tells you how to get to that so you can ask us questions in real time. If not, you can still just write to us, postatomichorror at Gmail. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We love, love hearing from you guys. It's great. Also, big shout-out to—I uh, actually said shout-out. I was, like, looking for another phrase. Nope, shout-out. That's what shout I'm going out. with. Uh, big, big thanks of acknowledgement to, uh, uh, shit, I don't have his name in front of me now. That dude from Kotaku, the, uh, the- At the, Bunny
2: Spatial on Twitter.
1: Right. Uh, Fahey, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, once again, name dropped us in a, in a review of a Trek game, Uh, calling Kotaku uh, readers attention to our show. We very much appreciate that. I can literally see just when I go to the website to post a new episode, there's like a little bar graph off to the side of our stats and I can see a huge spike. It's like, Oh, that was Kotaku day. Thanks dude. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for that. And to, to those of you who discovered us uh, via him, welcome. We didn't even mention Neelix's penis once this (laughs) year. Shit. (laughs) All right, Matt, take us out. became the
2: light on the dark side of me. Love remains the light that's... Uh, fuck, I don't remember the rest. That's alright.
1: See ya, folks. Oh. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2016. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this